Welcome back to the Raise the Apple podcast. A lot to talk about today, mostly with MLB news with the non-tender deadline this past week. Some notable Mets that have been tendered contracts or will no longer be with the team in 2021. And the Mets also have made their first free agent acquisition. Earlier this week, the Mets signed reliever Trevor May, formerly of the Minnesota Twins, to a two-year deal worth $7.75 million each year with the potential to earn bonuses if he hits a certain innings limit or a number of games pitched. Trevor May, to me, is a great addition for the Mets. <clears throat> He's uh, This past year, he was solid. He uh, pitched in 24 games for the Twins, had a 3.86 ERA over 23 and a third innings, 38 strikeouts, but by far, statistically, 2019 was his best year. He was 5-3 with a 2.94 ERA, over 64 and a third innings pitched, allowed 21 earned runs, and struck out 79 hitters, a strikeout to 9 ratio of 11.1. Uh, and this past year's strikeout to 9 was 14.7. But May has been, and he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. He missed 2017 because of Tommy John surgery. Uh, he came back in 2018 and 2019 and was great for the Twins. Then 2020, he was solid again. I think this was definitely one of those moves that is going to doesn't seem like a huge move, but it will end up being a great move. Uh, I wasn't able to watch Trevor May's introductory press conference, but he seems super excited to be here, uh, him and his YouTube channel. Uh, he was joking on Twitter saying, I know it's not the Trevor you were looking for, but I'm here. Uh, if the Mets could also get Bauer, you get two YouTubers in the mix, that would make for some great content on YouTube. But that's besides the point. Trevor May, a great addition to the Mets bullpen. Uh, he will join Familia, Diaz, Miguel Castro, Dylan Patances, Brad Brock, are the, and Jacob Barnes are the confirmed guys that will be in the bullpen in 2020. Those are the guys that are 100% guaranteed going to be back. This bullpen's starting to look very nice. I really like the addition of Trevor May. <clears throat> uh, I'm wondering if... He, I see him kind of having, like when Addison Reed was with the Mets, I kind of see him having like a seventh inning role or setup role for Diaz. Uh, I see him pitching probably seventh and eighth. He might save a few games from time to time to give Diaz some break. But the good thing with the Mets is they have at least five guys in that bullpen right now. Or excuse me, six. Depending on what they do with Steven, uh, not Mets, depending on what they do with Seth Lugo. They have five or six guys <clears throat> in their bullpen with closer experience, which is great to have. You got Diaz, Familia, Dylan Batances, Brad Brock. Uh, you add Trevor May, who's had a few saves in his career. And, it's, and then depending on what they do with Seth Lugo, you have all those guys who have closed to some extent in their career, which is an awesome, awesome thing to have because then you're not relying on Diaz every night. You're not relying on Batances every night. You know, if you realize right away that Diaz doesn't have it or you want to give him a night off, easily you got five other guys you can go to. Which, again, that's a great, great problem to have. I'm super pumped about the Mets adding Trevor May. Uh, this is also not going to be the last the move they make without hiring a GM yet. They still don't have a GM, but they're still making moves, which is great to see. Uh, like I mentioned last time, they're in on two of the big four. 
they're looking at Real Muto, Lindor, Springer, and Bauer, the big four, and they're looking to get add at least two of them. Uh, my personal one, like I really want, I think Trevor Bauer needs to be the top priority for the Mets right now. He's just, it's just you. I feel like he's you have to put all in on Bauer, and if you can't get one of those other guys, you know, if you can't get a Real Muto, James McCann is someone that reports have shown the Mets are in deep talks with. So there are options out there. I think the Mets though need to prioritize maybe if you give a big deal to Bauer and then get a nice deal with James McCann. I think that's a very successful offseason, in my opinion. But a lot could still happen. Also, the Mets have agreed to a $5.2 million deal for one season with Steven Matz, which we're going to come back to that in just a second. But the Mets have also announced one-year deals with Guillermo... I cannot say his name. Guillermo Heredia, I did not say that right, I apologize, who uh, provides depth in center field and re- reliever Jacob Barnes have both also received been tendered one-year contracts. They did not offer contracts to relievers Nick Tropiano, Paul Sewald, and Ariel Hirando. All three were bullpen arms. They will not be returning to the team in 2021. Sewald is the most notable of the three. Uh, he's been up and down with the minors for with uh, struggling times. He's struggling times. He's been great, just too inconsistent. Which brings me back to Steven Matz. This was definitely, I I was expecting the Mets to tender him a one year deal. Uh, they tendered Gesellman a one year deal as well. But I I love Steven Matz. Steven Matz is one of my favorite players on the Mets ever since his debut and his grandpa. You know, with the screaming and all that. I fell in love with Steven Matz, but he's yet to really break out. You know, he's had sh- he's had stretches where he's been the guy that they were expecting him to be, but he's also had stretches where he's just been awful. 2020, definitely his worst year. 0-5 with a 9.68 ERA. Dropped from the starting rotation and then added to the bullpen. And was ahead of over a four ERA in the bullpen. It was just not a pretty sight for Steven Matz. But I definitely think that there's still something in there that the Mets can work with. You know, Jeremy Hefner, who the Mets brought back as their pitching coach, has worked great with the entire pitching staff. I think he will help May. I think he's great for Matz. But in all honesty, the personal, my personal feelings about Matt's aside, I want Matt's to stay with New York. I think he's a great fit there. I like what he brings to the table. But if you're the Mets, how many more chances are you going to give Steven Matz to be that stud you were hoping for? You know, early 2014-2015, the rotation everyone was talking about was the Grom, Harvey, Syndergaard, Matz, Wheeler. We saw that rotation go through once. You know, you got Wheeler, who's in Philly now. Mats, who just hasn't been there yet. Syndergaard's recovering from Tommy John. DeGrom's won back-to-back Cy Youngs uh, and then finished third this year. Harvey's fallen off the face of the planet. That rotation quickly fell apart, but three of the five are still there. You know, and with the, addition, with the potential Lugo and adding Bauer and keeping Stroman this year... That rotation could be even better than that rotation was supposed to be. But Matt's, to me, is that wild card. You know, Matt's needs to be that guy. He's shown glimpses of it where he has been that guy. But if 
in my opinion, if the, let's hypothetically, if the Mets add Trevor Bauer, the rotation is DeGrom, Bauer, Syndergaard, Stroman, Mats. If Mats does not perform, I don't see that team beating the Dodgers. The Mets can make all the other moves in the field that they want, but I think they need Mats to step up if they're going to beat the Dodgers. Having that lefty and not relying on all right-handers in the rotation, especially when the lefty-righty matchup is so prominent today, I think that uh, Mats is definitely going to be the key for the Mets to make a run in October, to beat Atlanta, to beat the Dodgers, <clears throat> and, and if it needed to be in the World Series, get past the Yankees. I just think Mats is definitely going to be that guy that they're going to rely on. And whatever they do in the field, like I just said, whatever they do in the field, if Mats doesn't perform, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many more chances the Mets can give him before they unfortunately would have to let him go or try and trade him. But they would probably let him go because I don't see what trade you could get for him right now. But that's going to pretty much wrap it up in Mets land. For baseball, wrap up the... Uh, Wow, I just stumbled over my words there. The MLB wrap-up, uh, two minor moves, the Marlins uh, and Kim, Nig added, Kim Ng have added their first acquisition of the new regime. They've added Adam Simber, a reliever from the Cleveland Indians. This was a nice get. Adam Simber is a quality reliever. He's uh, not really there in terms of a superstar, but he's also no slouch. I mean, none of these guys are slouches. They're professional athletes. Adam Simber, though, I think is a nice, experienced addition to the Marlins' bullpen. I think he can bring a lot to Miami. And really, it was a great move for Miami because they really have nothing to lose with that. You know, after making the playoffs last year and surprising everyone, they got some nice pieces to build around. They just need some fine tweaking and some more experience before this team is ready to be a World Series contender. So Simber was a nice addition for uh, the Marlins. Also getting added, Jose Iglesias has been, is going to the Angels. This was also a nice little addition. Uh, the Angels traded Tommy Listella to Oakland last year. Oakland, probably talk about next week. They, I don't know what's going on there with all the free agents they have. Some big names that are free agents. But Jose Iglesias was a nice addition, is going to be a nice addition to the Angels. Very much probably a bench player with most teams, but he started with Baltimore. He played um, with Cincinnati and with the Tigers. Iglesias can provide some great defense and some solid hitting. Not not over the top, but not poor hitting. Uh, the Angels need to start making some big moves. You got a guy like Mike Trout. You spent big money on Rendon. You gotta get a team. You got Albert Pujols still there. David Fletcher. You gotta start getting something going. You gotta start making some ballsy big moves to try and Trout needs to have a ring. If Trout finishes his MLB career without a World Series ring, that is very, very disappointing. And I don't want to see Mike Trout in another uniform. I want to see Mike Trout in an Angels uniform until the day he retires. But the Angels need to start making moves. They need to start making big-time moves. They need to start performing better in general because you, if, when you have a guy like Mike Trout 
a generational talent, and then you add Anthony Rendon into the mix, and you have Albert Pujols with what he has in his what he's done in his career. David Fletcher's severely underrated. They have they got some nice up up and coming stars with Joe Adele. And then you add Iglesias, you have Anderson Simmons there, who's been a vacuum at shortstop since day one. It's it's something that needs to be it's something that needs to be taken care of quick. You know, Mike Trout a little bit showed his frustration with the Angels. Uh very under the radar. Like it didn't seem like he was showing his frustration, but it seemed like he was also getting like, come on, let's get this going. Uh but Angels acquiring Iglesias. A nice move for L.A. And then the next big trade, before we get into some non- notable non-tender uh, candidates, the Dodgers have traded for reliever Corey Knable from the Milwaukee Brewers. It seemed like his time in Milwaukee was done because of injury and then coming back from injury and just not really performing great. But the Dodgers have see some things that's still there with Knable. They're bringing him into that bullpen. That's a great get for the Dod- for the Dodgers. A kind of a big loss for the Brewers, I think, with the potential upside that Knable brought. You know, he came into the league in 2017, broke out with a 178 ERA and 126 strikeouts over 17, 76, excuse me, innings pitched. Then tours UCL, then spent 16 months working his way back. This past year was not very good. Had an ERA over six. His fastball dipped in velocity, and it was just. Uh, looked like that the time was done for Knable in Milwaukee, which is sad. But hopefully he refines himself in L.A. The Brewers, I don't, I feel like their window opened and closed very, very quickly. They were one game away from the World Series just a few years ago, and now they're making the playoffs as a 500 team. And with the talent, they got Kane and Braun and Yelich, Devin Williams. You know, they got some definitely some great pieces. They need some fine tuning around the edges. Don't the that central though is wide open. I would not count out uh, the Brewers by any stretch. I think the Reds, Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals are all in contention in that NL Central. But the Cubs, they've losing two guys, two bigger, for lack of a better word, pieces, two bigger names. Uh, the Cubs have non-tendered Kyle Schwarber and Albert Amora. Alvin Armora, we know, has been unbelievable defensively in center, but just was not producing offensively. Kyle Schwarber is really the big name for me. Hit under 200 last year, or this past season, had a war of negative 0.2. And Kyle, we know the story with Kyle Schwarber, you know, in 2016, blows his ACL, then comes back for the Cubs run in the World Series in perhaps the most unbelievable way possible. And he's had glimpses where he was great. He's probably come. He's coming off his best year in 2019, where he had 38 homers and just shy of 100 RBIs. But he never really developed into that all-around guy. I mean, he's he's like Stephen Matz. He showed glimpses where he was that guy, but then he also showed stretches where he just that just wasn't it. You know, injuries also played in inconsistencies have played a lot with Schwarber, but Schwarber and Almora both will definitely find another team. I don't see them being free agents for long, uh, especially Schwarber with what he could bring. Uh, Yankees have been the one team that's been brought up in conversations with him. Uh, certainly, will I'm certainly interested in that. I wonder if the Mets would, if they couldn't get a Springer, 
I wonder if there's possibility they could add Almora. You know, if you keep Nimmo as primarily in center or throw Almora in there from time to time, use Almora off the bench, or as pinch running, or and have him play left occasionally. You know, Almora definitely could be a fit with the Mets, but all that depends if, if they can land Springer. If they don't land Springer, I definitely think the Mets have a great, uh, cheaper, less of a risk option with Albert Almora. You know, so I def um again, both of these guys will definitely have a home for the 2021 season. I'm not worried about that. Uh, while there were some other notable non-tender names, two of the the two that I would like to talk about, uh, one of them is kind of a surprise to me. The other one I want the Mets to pursue very heavily. Uh, the one for the Mets is Archie Bradley. The Reds have non-tendered Archie Bradley. Uh, spent all of his career with the Arizona Diamondbacks and was traded this past season to the Reds where he was solid. He was, he was, he was solid this year. He pitched uh, 2-0 with a 2.95 ERA in 16 games, registered 6 saves and 18 strikeouts over 18 and a third innings pitched. Won't be a free agent until 2022. I definitely think that Archie Bradley is like a Trevor May. I think he's a signing that would be great for the team, that will fly very under the radar, but also benefit them tremendously. I hope uh, I tagged Steve Cohen in that. I didn't doubt he ever saw that, but I definitely think that Archie Bradley would be a great fit for the Mets. A lot of Mets fans are commenting to bring in Archie Bradley. A lot of Diamondbacks fans want Archie Bradley back. But like Schwarber and Almora, Archie Bradley will definitely have a home in 2021. I would like it to be with the Mets. I think Archie Bradley will make that bullpen one of the best in baseball. Assuming they all perform to the level that they're capable of, I think adding Archie Bradley would be the perfect fit in that bullpen, that last missing piece in that bullpen. Uh, and then the last notable name, not on the Mets' radar, but certainly on a lot of teams' radars, is Eddie Rosario of the Minnesota Twins. This one was a shock to me. Uh, he hit 257 in 2020 with 13 homers and 42 RBIs. Coming off top 20 MVP performances the last two years, where he hit 32 homers in 2019 with over 100 RBIs. Last year, dipped down a little bit. Excuse me, I just read this completely wrong. In 2020, when they played less games, yeah. Uh, he's coming off 20-plus homer seasons in the past three years before 2020, including one over 30 homer season. Has yet to make an all-star team, but Eddie Rosario is definitely uh, an underrated outfielder in Minnesota. He was great for them. Uh, I was kind of a little shocked to see why the Twins would dump him, considering after they've won the division the past two years, and Eddie Rosario has played some big roles in that. But I definitely don't see him being on the market for long. Eddie Rosario definitely will have a new home. A lot of these notable non-tender guys will have new homes. I believe Danny Santana went to Japan or Korea. You got a bunch of other guys on there. A lot of these guys will find homes. Uh, but uh, Schwarber, definitely. Almora, I think, could be a great fit for the Mets. Archie Bradley, I would love if the Mets could get him. Eddie Rosario, I think, is just someone that you just low risk high gain you know he won't cost really a lot but your the potential output on your investment in him will be through the roof 
that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode of Raise the Apple Podcast. You know, a lot going on in Mets land with Trevor May being added. Steven Matz gets a deal done. How much longer will the Mets give him? And then in the MLB, uh, um, Adam Simber and Jose Iglesias get new homes. The Dodgers trade for Corey Knable. And then some notable non-tender guys, which certainly are going to make this offseason a little more exciting. It looks like, like I said last time, it looks like a turtle right now compared to the NBA offseason, which is runs wild. You know, especially with the trades with Russell Westbrook and all them. But hopefully things will start heating up a little bit. Um, I don't believe there are winter meetings this year because of the virus pandemic. But certainly the Mets are not done. Free agent moves are not done. Next week, hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll dive a little bit into the Oakland A's and what their options are. But that's going to wrap it up. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to us. Make sure you follow on Twitter at RTA underscore pod. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and tune in for next time. Thanks for joining us today. Let's go Mets.